Do you remember the commercial? Maybe y'all are too young. Maybe you don't remember it. Hit me. What you keeping tabs on? Keeping tabs is like a Trapper Keeper sort of shit. I don't know. It sounds like a Trapper Keeper commercial. I think I might remember it if you do like I gotta three see. or four more verses. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only verse. I'm sorry. If you have a piano here, you could play <laughs> the instrumental. You are the singer. I am the one That's who doesn't sing. Keeping tabs on. No. I'm not going to do it again. Jordan. Okay. I think, honestly, we should do Sad Boys. Honestly? Like, should we? Okay. I. You know what? Since you suggested it, let's uh, let's give it a go. I what appreciate you, that. What is this? I don't know what's happening. Oh, we're about to start the show. Okay. The podcast show. The podcast that we do sometimes. It is a Trapper Keeper commercial. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> so wh- glad we were able to confirm that before moving on. <laughs> Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about the Trapper Keeper and nothing else. <laughs> and nothing uh, else. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. Boom. <laughs> Um, the phone turns off. <laughs> How? Alexa, order me a trapper keeper. That's nothing. She that ignored you. That's rude. one person probably just got a trapper keeper from that. <laughs> um, a trapper keeper still a thing? Now, if I do, I understand what a trapper keeper is. A trapper keeper is a notebook. I f- eh. yeah ish ish. <laughs> that um, was also the commercial. <laughs> it's a notebook, kind of, but not. Yeah. No, it was a guy who's like, uh, "Hey, hey, Jesse, uh, what's that you got there?" And she's like, "It's a notebook." But no, it's not. <laughs> Immediately cuts out without a title. <laughs> Trap a keeper. It's a notebook. Kinda. Ish. Use your friends. <laughs> Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan ASMR Cope. No. And this is how I'm going to talk the entire episode. You're not allowed to talk like that. You, you're saying I should maybe get closer to the mic? Get closer to the mic. Okay, sorry. Do you want to do the show again? Nope. Just boot it up again? You okay. have to, like... Well, I'm going to stay here. Oh, yeah, I have to make... Uh, wait, I have some uh, craft paper somewhere. Um, does anybody have any materials I can use? So we're joined today by a very special guest. Jordan is still trying to do ASMR into the, the microphone. Hey, I'm trying to improve our SEO. I know people like this. You can't improve. You have to scratch it. You have to do like a, this. Okay. ASMR can't improve your oh, SEO. Oh, I hate it. It's not going to work. Uh, nothing against people that love ASMR, but no thank you. <laughs> can't stay with that for too long. It hurts my body to speak like that. Welcome we're, to Sad Voice. We're joined today by Erica Joy Baker. Hey, Erica, how's it going? Or as you described, you said I should call you Hey You. Is that? Yeah, that's how I respond to things. Like, hey You. Hey You Girl. Do you feel good about that nickname? No, I don't. Hey You. No, don't but make I'm it used bad. to it because that's what people say when I'm walking down the street in San Francisco. It's oh, really? one of many cat calls. That uh. seems a bit, I mean, not, not that this is the main criticism we should be levying against cat callers. That seems a bit lazy. Oh, <laughs> it, a bit. Is it, has hey there you. ever been a cat caller who did an amount of effort that was commendable? <laughs> well, is that better or worse? Because if they've done the research. Yeah, then it's like, what is happening here? This <laughs> yeah. is a stalker, I think. Hey, there's the security <laughs> number that I know. <laughs> I know you're SSN. I, you know what? I was walking down the street in Oakland with um, one of my ex-partners and someone rode by us on a bicycle and just said to me, big juicy lips. And I was like, that was new. Oh, oh <laughs> Never wow. heard that one before. <laughs> impressive that he was able to see that yeah. whilst high velocity exactly. with a lot of motion blur. I was That's really impressive. impressed. We, we had a good laugh at it and we we're like, huh, 
And that is Original. your current partner. Uh, he was actually <laughs> you left that person to join you. You no, hopped on the back of the bike. I did. We they were, were just looking the at themselves in their selfie camera <laughs> and giving themselves their affirmations for that day. And really, oh, they're just I misinterpreted. Damn. Do you think maybe he thought it was a Manchurian candidate code phrase? <laughs> Big juicy lips. I have to kill the president. <laughs> in fact, I think I have to go. Something has come up <laughs> that I have to tend to. Today, we're going to be talking about blackness and i don't even know how we should define this jordan give me a definition yeah sure let me pull down a presentation i prepared earlier it's just the word blackness because i'm as lost as you are so here's the challenge there are a lot of people who believe that none of us are qualified qualified to talk about blackness and that's exactly why i would like to talk about it. exactly um i say we're all coming at this topic with a a similar agenda i'm I'm here to specifically to talk about validation of blackness which is an insecurity i have like am i a valid enough a black person to speak on x topic i don't know if that vibes with the two of you as well i'm down yeah i'm down to talk about whatever yeah no i i trapper keepers i i feel um yeah if all else fails let's just talk about trapper keepers (laughs) yeah let's go okay Um, still not crystal clear what it is (laughs) so so, yeah, we're going to talk about blackness and maybe some of our own experiences with, like, uh, our black identities, or at least that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe we should kick it off by each of us defining what we understand that term to mean, starting with <gasps> Diva, my cat. Diva? You want um, to the mic? So Diva's half- Diva is black and white, so I don't know if So is Jordan and I. So <laughs> I'll go next. I don't if know if either of you, any of you are qualified. No, we're not. But together... <laughs> <laughs> together we can't <laughs> <laughs> together we are five uh, percent yeah no uh so for me i've always identified as black because i was raised and only grew up around um black people and didn't even know my actual like racial background until i did a dna test <gasps> spoilers yeah and so uh i i only i've only recently un- started to like even consider myself a mixed race person because of like all of the the people in my life but within the black community i've always i've experienced like uh as we talked about in like the where are you really from episode people said that i talked white Mm. and i'm like i don't even know where i got this from this is just how i am where did that happen when people uh, in said that elementary school but where like in what part of the world um so i'm from florida and did that happen in florida it did oh i have follow-up oh interesting so we'll get into some of that yeah um <clears throat> i'm very curious well so follow-up here is that i heard the same thing from my cousins who live in florida mm. um so for some back crown history whatever um my family is from generally the same place that uh jarvis's family lives in now yeah um in, in uh central florida central yeah central florida yeah oh thanks for the clarification let me just uh rack through my knowledge of uh florida geography yeah yeah, yeah. not well, the so think about the shape area? of the state and mm-hmm. then central so right in the, the middle mid- yeah. Yes. You all, all of your family members sit directly in the center of the yeah. if, if much, they yeah. if they move from the center of Florida, it will go into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it, will, it will secede. Yeah. Yeah. I remember very vividly. One of the clearest memories I have is one of my cousins asking me why I talk like a white girl when yeah. I was a little kid. And I was like, What the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. what does it mean to talk like a white girl? I talk like me. Um, but because I didn't say strawberry. Yeah. Right? That yeah. was a thing. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember strawberry. Scraw- because I didn't say strawberry, I talked like a white girl, and I was like, "Wow, big fan of that term." Can I use it? Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> like so. scrimp. 
Scrimp. Scrimp. Oh my God. Yeah. Screep. Just, just arbitrary Screep. C's. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, arbitrary C's is actually our rap group. <laughs> it I was mean, a TLC featuring arbitrary C's. It's just. I mean, it is TLC C C G C. I mean, that is like uh, a part of AAVE, uh, African American Vernacular English. I think yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So that's like how they talk is chill but they were not chill with how i talked and yeah. i was like yo like and and that has sat with me for like my entire life i mean i still clearly remember oh my god it. yeah um absolutely yeah and so like i've always had like issues that people think i wasn't black enough because i w- was raised in like yeah not like super middle class but like l- not like lower middle class whatever it's like oh you didn't live in the projects you're not black yeah, you, didn't yeah, do, yeah. you didn't have these experiences you're not black and like well that is not what white people think about me yeah absolutely i, like I have a black mother and a black father how am i not black well, do yeah. those identifying factors not exist in white communities I, i've never heard of somebody's whiteness being questioned based oh on gosh. the way they act it's like maybe you're uh, status of wealth and class and living might be, but not like, <laughs> that's not a very white way Yo, to speak. I was just thinking, like, it's wild that there are terms like Oreo. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I know that one. Which is to say, uh, you're black on the outside, but <laughs> like an Oreo, you're, you're white, white on, on the inside. inside. <laughs> and then like, this is a very terrible one also, just as bad as Oreo, but banana. Oh. Like people say that one. I don't know that for one. Asian people. Oh. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? That is fucked Yowza. up. Yeah, right? And no good. We'll, we'll be Real discussing. Bad. Intuitively very bad. Very bad. <laughs> not something you need to be told. Is was there a reverse for like white people? Like I, white on the outside, something on the inside? Well, is the, there? Is that? Is something as fucked up as those two words? Well, the, the problem is, is that as far as I see it, at least mm-hmm. one of the weird things about the UK, especially, uh, especially in London specifically, mm-hmm. is that I honestly couldn't tell you traits that are specifically associated with black communities that aren't associated with white communities. Um, amongst the same class. And I'm saying this as like, not my understanding, but rather like the broader cultural understanding of what race is in that environment. A lot of the time, black culture is just associated with poorer culture Mm -hmm. and that's it. And it's just like, oh yeah, sure. uh, People that are into like grime and like going to the chicken shop. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, what are the, those the, the genre of music grime yeah, and grime. the chicken shop the, the, I have so much just learned. little pieces of iconography <laughs> associated with that community but that are not entirely separate from white community that's, right. that's the thing about it it's more like an indicator of class and that's because there's like a really solid class system in the UK especially in certain parts of London right but whenever I hear you aren't black enough what I was always being criticized of we, we all share that experience I was always being criticized not that I acted white but that I didn't do things that American black people did. Oh, that was wow. a thing. interesting. Um, black is American. Like you don't wear it, Jordans, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not bumping on pump ups. You know, it was wow. really bizarre. Like a lot of the time, it would come up I, I, somewhat to my shame. At this point, I would like do an American accent sometimes. It's like a oh, yeah. do it right now. As like a, I, I it. purged it. You purged your American accent. I did. I, I ate a bunch of thumbtacks and it destroyed the American accent. <laughs> Try it anyway. Um, Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I can try. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll pop it at the Drink end of the Drink some more epi. champagne. you got to remind me. Drink more. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's it. I haven't had enough champagne. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we'll get really deep into that during the topic of the episode. But first, Erica, how was your week? It just started. It's Monday. It is. So... Yeah, how's it going good. so far? So um, far, so, so good? far, so good. I've had a very productive day. I've made progress on my tasks. Yes, I feel good about it. I've, I'm feeling very happy about my friends today. Yes, I was just sitting at work thinking about like how my friends are like growing and thriving, and I just like ah, what a great feeling! I love being able to watch my friends grow and just like be happy in life. It's just like it feels so good. You want to give any shout outs? Oh, so many. 
Um, let's see. How many shout outs am I allowed to give? Uh, as um, many as you want. Two and <laughs> be kind of rude. Two and if impossible? You didn't. Two and a third. <laughs> kind of rude if you didn't Wait, give it to me did in Jarvis, get that? but you can choose who Two and impossible. No. Two and impossible. Oh, spades reference. Ah. Do you not play spades? I, oh, I'm going to teach you. Well, that was, so that was, that was a thing. That was a black thing where I like didn't, I didn't play spades. I wasn't one of the people who played spades, but other people were playing spades. Mm-hmm. I played tonk. Uh, I played tonk. Yeah. 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 What is happening? Uh, <laughs> Card games. <laughs> that was so bizarre. I honestly thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> oh, me, I played Clink. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, shout out to Ronnie and Will. Ronnie. Ronnie and Will, who just got married um, last night. Ronnie and, and Will? Ronnie and Will. Go for it, Ronnie and Will. Don't Will. let anybody tell you not to do the things you're doing when you do them. I should say that Will gave the greatest vow that has ever been uttered in the history of humankind. He said, I promise that to recognize and reciprocate emotional labor. Wow. Whoa. It's really awesome. Yo, that's best some, vow ever. That's some night level shit. Yo. Yeah, that's really good. Ronnie taught him well. Like, I'm going to have to steal that for my vows that maybe will never be used. Hashtag forever alone. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I will steal that. If you vows. are alone yeah. forever, Jarvis, I promise to reciprocate any emotional labor on your part. Oh, Aww. thank you. Aww. You are wearing a full suit of armor (laughs) (laughs) please knight me (laughs) my lord jordan how is your week uh little old me uh well i have some good news for a few fans of the show that have been complaining that jordan's socially awkward moment has been absent from the show that's also a different title that you've ever given the show (laughs) i've decided to rebrand for a third time (laughs) jordan's socially awkward moment it was jordan's special space then we pivoted to jordan's socially awkward some very long title It, it, it was jordan's special space and then it was uh, Jordan's awkward and completely vexing social interaction of the week. Crap. Well, if you can do it, maybe you do the title. <laughs> that was great. It, I'm doing that segment. Um, but now I think now we're going to pivot to uh, Jordan's time. Jordan's and time. And then Erica does the theme that we rehearsed before the show. Go ahead. Do you remember the theme for Jordan's time? Jordan's time. Wow. Wow. That was... Maybe clip that and use it in the future. Uh, that's... Are you... Do you have a record deal? <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for one? Because <laughs> you're getting one. Yeah. Um, Jordan's time this week is specifically to reference. Uh, we previously played what we called Millennial D and D with uh, Lauren Shippen on our last yes. episode. So, reason- Millennial D and D is a game where I present you with awkward social like situations, oh my God. and you have to. Act, you have to describe how you would behave. In that. Oh my God, no! I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we did it on the social Find anxiety episode because, yeah, because it evokes that emotion. Erica has curled up into the fetal position, uh, has covered herself in every pillow in my apartment, is crying more tears than she has fluids. It's incredible. Um, So my setup for this particular game of Millennial D&D is something that happened to me this week. I've actually been taking the last week off from work as kind of a little mini staycation, taking care of some personal chores. And during that time, I had a classic Millennial D&D moment. And I want to see if anybody, uh, how the two of you would deal with this, because I actually have not resolved it yet. I think I technically qualify as a millennial, so let's do this. Most definitely. Yeah. At the very least, you're socially awkward. Yeah, yes. <laughs> very true. Um, so this week, I bumped into... In fact, me and Erica were talking about this in the elevator. I bumped into what can only be described as uh, building lo- uh, royalty mm. in my building. Oh. There is a man. He's very nice. It's quite nice. Very friendly. Very friendly. He's usually standing outside smoking or sitting by his bike. Says nice things as you walk into the building. But he's Said lived I. here longer than anywhere... Uh, uh, longer than anybody else. <laughs> he's lived here longer than anywhere Anybody else. else. <laughs> he's lived here uh, longer than time. <laughs> okay. Um, very okay. friendly dude um, in his mid to late 40s. And for the life of me, every time he tells me his name, which at this point, it's getting close to a dozen, I forget it 
Immediately. It just oh. disappears. Like he is uh, some kind of transcendent alien race that is able to eliminate his experience just yeah. in a moment's notice. You know, some people have face blindness. Maybe you just have uh, building royalty blindness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, oh wait, let me open ZocDoc and then cancel the appointment. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I need help because I can't ask him again, surely. I've asked, of the, the several times I've heard it, it's been mostly chance. I've asked maybe three times and the rest of the times I've been with other people introducing themselves. I feel like you absolutely can ask him again. You just blame it on yourself, right? Or blame it on the alcohol. Or that, you say to him, hey, building royalty dude, I'm an alcoholic. Every time you've told me your name, I've been blind drunk and so I don't remember it. Tell me again. That could be fun. And then maybe he'll never forget me because I've got this fun trait or you're the alcoholic here's an idea instead of presenting yourself as an alcoholic you could say i can't for the life of me remember your name can you please Uh remind me yeah that might work yeah it might work now what i worry about is no promises since he's building royalty i do want to establish myself as something of an important figure i could become a a jester or maybe even prince so maybe what i do is i push for a power move and Mm. i say i know your name sir right but i want you to tell me it again because i'm the new king in town is this like a Black Panther reference? Is this going to help if I do this? If I do that to him? No. Mm. It's <laughs> Oh, you have to now challenge him. Yeah, you have to challenge him and defeat him in ritual combat. Yes. Okay, first, I'm probably going to have to spend about 18 years traveling around the world killing people. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. All you have to do is live in a cave. You will lose, mind, if you do this this way. If you live in a cave. If I live in a cave. In, in the ice cave, and then come. Yeah, it's get, true. Yeah. It's true. I feel like I would thrive in a cave environment. I think I do very well. Real quick, we're talking about Black Panther because the movie is out. We've seen it. I've finally seen it. I have an embarrassing Black Panther story that I have not told on the podcast. I don't think you should. Uh, it's too dangerous. Well, I, no. I've got a feeling of what it might be. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as a quick setup, Wait, we're, we're pretty ahead of the times and we're very proactive. Is this for me? That's absolutely for you. Jordan has provided bottles of water for Jarvis and I. Yeah, not to because drink, Because he's an adult. Look at. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. It's true. It's bathing water. For show only? Got it. Okay, cool. Um, but in case anybody hasn't no, heard... No, it's for show. Get it? Ha-ha. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> in case anybody hasn't heard, because we, me and Jarvis, I don't know about you, Erica, but we're, we're very uh, on top of things, culturally very aware of the latest happenings. And there's this small indie film called Black Panther that came out very recently. Oh, I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. And we saw immediately... It's a, it's a nature documentary about a, a, a cat. <laughs> a white <Huh>. dog. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Um, but Black Panther, it turns out, is the shit... Yeah. I saw it recently in a, in a theater, a movie theater. And the entire time I thought to myself, well, this is a good movie. I was seeing it with my eyes and I was thinking, yes, this is the thing that I want. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and then right at the end I thought to myself, maybe I become royalty now. Yeah. Hasn't panned out so far. <laughs> Been chewing on that for a while. But I mean... But I'm thinking this power move with, um, I'm just going to call him Craig... Craig, which is the British way of saying Craig. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, it sounds like he's some sort of alien. Because <laughs> if Craig. I said Craig, it would be like, are you okay, Jarvis? I am Craig. <laughs> I come here to own your building. <laughs> I'm Craig, son of T'Challa. <laughs> son of Craig. Oh, no. Have you seen Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> it's lit, fam. <laughs> so, Jarvis, do you have a solution for how I deal with this man? I think he just gave you a solution. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. Were you not paying attention? Shall I repeat it? No. I think I mixed up the two of you. <laughs> Blackness. <laughs> People do that. Yeah, <laughs> you're both black. Um, happens a lot. Young Jarvis. Yes. How, and pardon my language, pardon my French, my man. Okay. But you're British. How the heck was your week? Well, um, it is Monday, but I, just like going back the last seven days, my week's been really good. Um, Are you happy? I'm happy. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I ruined the show. We, then we've had a well. Mm, yeah, wrap we it up, boys. Uh, we're the happy boys happy now. Boys. We did it. <laughs> um, turn that frown upside down. I. Ow! I just did it. Huh? <laughs> we had a, a run of some pretty dark episodes of Sad Boys. We had like a couple burnout episodes. Had, we had a the episode, dark trilogy. Had, yeah, the dark we'll trilogy. Be known by the fam as the dark trilogy. Yeah, the dark trilogy. And coming out of that, I I finished up my vacation and I got a chance to go. Um, I got a chance to go to Guerneville, California and just like chill in a cabin with some friends. And getting home after that that weekend, I just started to feel like really optimistic about life and the world and my place in it and the journey mm. that we're all on, you know? And so yeah, I've been feeling really positive lately. That's fantastic. Where is Guerneville exactly? It is like an hour and a half north of San Francisco. Um, it's on the exact opposite side of the earth as Gainesville. Yeah. Mm. And they're in constant war. Everyone knows. But yeah, and then Monday was was pretty good. Uh, got 10,000 subscribers on YouTube this weekend. Yay. Boy. Um, had a little live stream, may, uh, put out some videos with some friends, just an all around good time. Are you, when are you going to mobilize those 10,000 into some kind of assault on like the White House? Or, mm. I know that's the main. Well, I heard there's a, I heard there's royalty, building royalty that lives nearby here. Yeah. Honestly, dude, when I've got his name, <laughs> we'll target him immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably how I'll mobilize him. I think it's Craig. Can my followers fight your followers? Your followers would win, but they can fight. Well, that depends. Yeah, Who do you think has the more powerful followers? Because if your 10,000 are very strong. Mine are... Mm. Weak, weak <laughs> They're cowards. all software engineers. <laughs> Let's be honest. So we can hack your followers. Are you saying my followers aren't software engineers? Um, I'm saying if they were, you'd still have more of them. <laughs> so you had a lovely week. I had a lovely week. Feeling good. It felt good. Feeling real happy. And? And? We got a submission. Oh. For a brand new segment. Yeah, boy. Called pin pals spell it with a z the wow. whole th spell the whole thing uh including we have a new segment uh w e h a v e a s <laughs> your nose is bleeding stop e g sorry i'm <laughs> batman symbol oh no i'm going i'm 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 phasing out <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my correct timeline uh but pen pals erica if you're not familiar i'm not familiar please We've tell me about it for a little while this is Which, the first one? This, this is, the, is the first one. <gasps> the inaugural pen pal. We're about to have our first pen pal. I'm special. You are special. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. <laughs> All right. So I have not listened to this message. Okay. So here we go. we're going to. This is a message. Which we, who's the name? Who's this from? This is from Andre. Okay, Andre. Don't let me down. Hi, Andre. No first ever pen pal. All right, here we I'm go. Setting the time. Okay. Here we go. Andre. Let's get into it. Hello, sad boys. Sad Hi, Andre. Fan, Jordan. Jarvis, JJ, like I'm calling first. in, this is Andre, your pan pal, except I'm recording this, so it doesn't really work, does it? Well, you tried. It's <laughs> actually a very good point. Uh, want to tell a quick story of Sad Boy's influence. Oh! Actually, I was inspired on my latest dating adventure to do the 36 question thing. Whoa! Yes! Are we allowed to pause? So right out of the gate, Wait. Andre's pointed out a fundamental flaw in the system <laughs> in that this is an audio message in a segment called Pen Pals. Oh. <laughs> he beats it up on that one. Whoopsie well, daisy. I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, you can fix it. 
right? You can call it PIN pals, and like you have to put in a certain PIN number to get access to the thing. Um, <laughs> or PIN pals, send us your PIN code. Or, or much like in the it. way, much in the way of the floppy disk save icon, the name <laughs> or the symbol does not have to directly reference uh, what it the segment. Okay, Wait, so so you questions. Gonna, you did the thirty six questions in our first episode. Of <gasps> yeah. We did the thirty six questions. With Are each you other. in love now? Yeah, unfortunately, I think so. We don't want. That's to fantastic. Be. We don't like each other at all, but we are deeply in love as a result. It's true. Beautiful. I think it genuinely made us closer. I think so. We only did, and we didn't do. We didn't oh, finish didn't do all of them. We didn't do all of them. We should continue. Okay. We really point. should sequel. That sequel. should be part. Like that should be a segment in every show. Like one of the thirty-six questions. You do it. I like I that. Like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Erica, hey, hey, Erica just made an indelible stamp on Sad Boys. You I are a pen pal. All right, let's keep going. Okay, let's go. I didn't use the 36 questions, and it wasn't 36 of them. I just took it as inspiration, but it worked out wonderfully. So, pro tip asking interesting questions turns out to be a good strategy for getting to know people. And I have a quick question, which is do you have any strategies or go to approaches for sort of uh, getting at people oh. and figuring them out when you first meet them? All right. Keep it sad. This is Andre. Goodbye. Keep it sad. I like that. Shit, I like keep it sad. I like keep it sad. <laughs> how, how have we gone this long without keep it sad? Uh, we haven't had a pen pal segment with um, a Z. Yeah, there you Andre go. Andre just changed the game. Andre changed the game. So Andre's question is, do we have any tips for getting at, like, understanding a new person? Yeah. But, I have so many thoughts. First of all, you will never understand a person. It is impossible for you to fully understand a person. Um, so give news, up. Andre. <laughs> Sorry, Andre. Sorry, Andre. I, <laughs> Weird, can... his message got deleted. <laughs> I have this idea. his new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, we sort of, we because we can't figure out people, we sort of like fill in the gaps with what we believe about them. Yeah, that's um, true. And so we build them into the shape that we want them to be instead of letting them become who they are around us. Yeah. So I just don't think there's an answer to this question. You can't really understand a person. However, you can like get to know them in ways that are more interesting than the standard. What do you do? for work yeah i yeah. hate that question what would you so say is a tactful method to uh, at least as much as you can in a first interaction mm-hmm. be it a date or just a party hangout mm-hmm. maybe it's not a romantic partner it's just a, somebody you've never met before that you mm-hmm. think you might be able to be friends with mm-hmm. what would you say is a good method for making sure that you don't fall into those pit holes an obvious one is obviously don't just ask like hey where do you work what do you do that kind of thing yeah. but is it in the way you ask the way you present yourself is there a way to limit that i don't know i've never thought about that I think that I think that the core of Andre's question is about breaking the ice. Oh, and, yeah. And about that, like how hard it can feel when you are completely outside of someone's world, and then you like take the first yeah. step into their world. How do you get Wait. through that initial superficial membrane? Watch this. Watch this, Jordan. Hey, what's up? It's <laughs> me, Jordan. And Jordan, the life beater. Where'd you get blonde hair? <laughs> I'm a Saiyan. Yeah. Okay. What are you passionate about? Whoa. Whoa. I feel like this is going to sound crazy. But I'm I feel sweating. Like you just like got into me <laughs> and then what I'm all about. That's amazing. Um, I'm passionate about connecting with people. Yeah. I think that's a neat thing. Say more. I'm interested and passionate about finding the nuance. Yeah. And not settling for the superficial stuff. I don't think I always succeed. What do you I like about the nuance? To pursue because it's different every time. It's never as uh, generic as asking somebody what they do or asking somebody why they do what they do, because usually the answers are going to fall into one of five categories, right? One of the five categories. Oh, my God. I, that one I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm out of character. Yeah, that one I don't. 
I'm Jarvis. <laughs> What's up? Whoa, how do you do that? <laughs> you know me. Um, I actually like this method quite a bit. I like the follow-up questions. Yeah. Um, I think actually that, that reminds me an interesting way, which is maybe what you were getting at, of making sure that people feel like you're genuinely interested in their nuances mm-hmm. is to highlight areas and like sub-questions that otherwise kind of get ignored. Like if you ask somebody, hey, what do you do? And they go, well, I'm a software engineer. First of all, don't hang out with them. Yeah, but if <laughs> you know, you'll still yeah. have to for whatever reason. Like, follow. Don't follow that up with like, "Oh, cool. Where'd you go to school?" Right? Like, right. that's kind of interesting. But really, if you feel comfortable with it, ask them like, "How come? Well, Why what do you did like you about do it? that? What do you hate about Why it? Why did th- you make that bad choice?" Follow up questions do a lot because they they show that you're listening mm-hmm. and that you heard someone. I could not. I could ask you a question. You can give me an answer, and I could ask you a different question without hearing your answer. But to ask a follow up question is to say, "I've heard you. I've internalized you, and I'm interested in hearing more. And I'm interested in hearing more." And then my my little hot tip is that uh, <laughs> hot tips. <laughs> oh, Erica, the hot tip theme, please. <laughs> The what? The hot tip theme. Hot tips! <laughs> Travis okay. has it covered. So, uh, <laughs> my cat left. Like, <laughs> right away. Like, so, no, no hot tip. I hate this segment. My tip with the follow up question is you can direct that in a way that connects you with the other person. So, if I ask you where you go to school and you tell me you went to school in. Florida, I can say, oh, I have a lot of friends who went to school in Florida. So I'm like, oh, I hear you. I'm like trying to narrow the gap between us. And then you hit them with the follow-up question. Um, just because making the effort to say like, we're, we're similar. We're the same. We, we are not from different worlds, uh, I think goes a long way. I also think like it, it, it's kind of counterintuitive to ask certain types of follow-up questions because what your brain wants to do is follow the natural stream and river of a conversation, right? Yeah. Like you say, I do this thing, and you go, ah-ha-ha, I have a story of my own about that thing. Let's segue into this thing I have to say about that thing. About me. Whereas what's <laughs> genuinely like more interesting for both parties, despite intuitively feeling like you should talk about your own anecdote or at least like a fact you know, it's like, ah, MIT is a college. <laughs> like That's what your brain <laughs> wants to say. Yeah. Whereas really it's more valid and more validating for both of you for one person to go, actually, so to make it more anecdotal, a thing I had to do a lot when I first moved here was admit when I didn't understand or know something yeah. and ask a question. And many of my closest friends now are the result of me constantly asking questions. Like at one point I, in like my first two weeks here, I just needed toothpaste. I just didn't have toothpaste. Like where do you buy toothpaste? And they are Walgreens. You know, what is that? Is that <laughs> yeah. like a friend of yours? <laughs> what is Walgreens? It's the chemist. And then they break it down. And, and as a result, it, it, there's almost this nurturing energy you get from yeah. really open, candid questions. And obviously being an immigrant sets you up for more of those because there's going to be less that you understand contextually. But at the same time, if you tell me you're a software engineer, there's kind of a lot that I don't know about software engineering. Plenty of follow-up questions I can ask about that. Right. If we're both software engineers, there's stuff I don't know about your specific job. Like inviting somebody not to just tell you information that you can put in a dossier in the back of your brain, but instead to give you information that educates the two of you is a really cool way of connecting. I just want to hear what people are passionate about. I yeah. super don't care what they do for work. Yeah. Usually people's passions are not what they do for work. Yeah. I also, that's a very good but I yeah. think it's okay if people don't have passions. I, oh, think I that, do too. Yeah. That, that like journey of discovery is a, 
a short one for some and like a long one for others. Mm -hmm. So I always feel uncomfortable putting someone on the spot with a passion because I actually had a conversation with one of my roommates recently who was like, I go to these parties and people are like, what's your thing? And they're like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm going to parties, trying to find, I like to read. What is, I'm sorry, what yeah, yeah, parties are these? Are these like Mason parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, what it's ta- that's what it sounds like. <laughs> they're in West Oakland, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what defines you? So about making relationships, I think that relationships are built on common ground a lot of the time, like either the situation that you're both in, um, like you're both, here's a, here's something we have in common, we're in the same place at the same time, that's pretty wild. If we yeah. don't try well, to do this, that might not even happen again, you know? Um, and another thing is that people love, like to talk about themselves. Yeah. So if you can like set someone up to like allow themselves to look good mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a situation, they're going to, they might be more um, drawn to you because they're like, I just feel so like, I feel so comfortable in right. like my myself. And here's the thing, like, I think a lot of the time when people talk about the fact that people enjoy talking about themselves, it's almost like an indictment, right? It's a criticism of the human race yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that our culture is so self-involved that we don't talk to other people. But I think what it stems from most often is that it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. yeah. You don't, we are taught to never let there be silence, to never let a conversation die down. And as a result, we're like, well, um, what can I guarantee I will be able to talk about? Uh, I don't know, like, like my home, yeah, my yeah, cat, yeah. my boyfriend. Like these are all things that I know indelibly so can talk about at length but it's actually totally chill to throw it to the other person with confidence and enjoy them talking about it it's just as validating did you have a thing no i was just seeing if we how long we could let there be silence oh because you said we were taught to never let there be silence so oh, see how long it took like to be uncomfortable and you know people always talk about dead air on podcasts but nobody's actually tried it yeah So I had one more thing that I wanted to... Uh, I was really hoping Diva would have meowed right there. <laughs> I was like, come on, Diva! <laughs> she knew it. What was going to happen? Uh, I was expecting a uh, flash forward a hundred years to archaeologists breaking into my apartment and finding three skeletons. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny that... Did you, that feel uncomfortable, though? Not at all, but yeah. I think I'm... It's a situation I'm comfortable with. But what's funny is that Jordan's so rarely in that situation that he had no idea what would follow what, what follows a long silence i've never experienced one i was like wow this is fun do you and, always feel empty silences um outside the podcast not really um, yeah i the podcast for me is, is is that's actually one of the things that taught me about the thing i was just referencing mm-hmm. in that it is genuinely compelling to hear somebody's perspective on something yes if you are invested, right? Yes. Like 100%. if it's just, hey, uh, like, what's your home life like? Just to keep the gears turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to listen. You're not going to care. Craig's going to tell you his name. You're going to forget it immediately. It's like going through the motions versus like actually internalizing what's yeah. being said. Yeah. Because it's, there. there is no boring home life. There just isn't. Right. By definition, human I beings are intuitively too weird know. for it to be boring. My home life is very boring. Well, okay. Yeah. Whoa. Well, Shit. Pour one out for that. Yeah. No, but I think when you dig down, when you dig deep, there is a reason that it's like, is it boring and you're, you don't like that? Or is it boring and you like that? And then it's like, oh, okay, well, if you're making a concerted effort to be quote unquote boring, that is in itself interesting. Mm, No, there's no concerted effort. People are just kind of But are you at, but are you at peace with it? 
or do you want it to be different? I feel like that's a different podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, Rad Boys. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like we get back into like talking about depression. I think that was like a couple episodes ah, ago. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Sequel. Thanks <laughs> um, for a sequel. It's part of the MCU. <laughs> why is Stan Lee here? <laughs> um, so. He was a guy downstairs. He's Craig. Yeah, oh, oh Stan Lee. Stan. He's yeah. Stanley Stanley. Stanley Stanley. Yeah. We have a topic today. We do. Erica, earlier you were saying that you had what you objectively believe to be the best race. What was that again? <laughs> you did say that. The human race. Oh, I was going to say the Boston Marathon. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll show myself out. <laughs> the human Boston Marathon. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm West Boston Marathon. <laughs> so we're talking about blackness today. And I thought it would be interesting because you can't really define blackness, but maybe we could go through our thought process of like what it even is yeah and then how about we go around and we each define our understanding of blackness as accurately as we like and then we identify the thing about that term that we find difficult or like the insecurity we have around it sure and a disclaimer is that um we're just thinking about our own experiences here and we're not speaking for anyone else's experience but just how we think about this term. Yeah, if anything, our fuzziness should indicate that I don't even think there is a clear definition. And that's kind of the show. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, Hi, welcome to Sad Boys. We don't know anything. Jarvis, take it away. So I think that blackness to me is a connection to a community that shares uh, a, a lived experience in a culture. Interesting. And that community is like the the black community. And I think a lot about, I can only really speak for like black people in America because I don't know what that culture is like in other in other countries. So I would say to validate your point, in my experience, and again, I'm only, I'm, I'm from one to two countries. Uh, mm. There's still plenty I'm sure I have to learn and plenty that I don't understand. But my understanding of blackness, at least with spending a time in a few different European countries and then a few different states over here, is that blackness as like a universal term is an almost exclusively American ideology, which I think is uh, it's definitely a perspective issue. And I'm sure that blackness has different definitions, but for us, maybe that's what it me- truly means. You know what I mean? Mm-mm-mm. Young Erica. <laughs> young. <laughs> Black- <laughs> blackness is to young Erica, which is Y-U-N-G. Um, the state of being a black person. Like that's to me what is what blackness is. I feel like there are several people who would disagree with that. Mm-mm-mm. But I feel for me... And this is why I have such trouble with people like questioning the blackness of anyone else. It's like the state of blackness is you are a black person. You personify blackness Mm. in in whatever you do and whoever you are. It's a binary, not a gradient. Yeah. You just are or are not. You are black. Like that's what you are. That's who you are. Would you say that there are any validating factors for that? Or would you say the only factor is self-identification? The only factor is self-identification. Modulo Rachel Dolezal. Right. I was going to say, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, like um, typically that should be backed up by some sort of uh, uh, connection uh, blood-wise to Africa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Erica makes an interesting point, which is race is an artificial construct uh, where like that is largely based on how other people see and treat you. Um, And that is a very significant thing. Like, it's very easy to say like, I mean, race doesn't really exist, uh, but to to like wash away any discrimination or any like systemic um, oppression of, of, of a group, but there isn't like something that's internally black about me. It's just that like my experience of, 
being black has defined or defines my my blackness. It's like I've been black, so therefore, like that's my blackness. Almost. Uh, I'm black, I'm black therefore, therefore I am. I'm insane. <laughs> we both have to leave the podcast. Oh Goodbye. wow! Okay. Ooh, spooky. Weird. Are uh, we in Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever. Don't <laughs> freeze. Uh, Erica, I'm we curious. We will not have it. Uh, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. We will not have it. <laughs> follow up question for the two of you on that. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, I know that we've sort of defined what the clarifying elements for whether or not you can identify with some degree of blackness. Mm-hmm. You are in some way racially tied to it and mm-hmm. you self-identify, right? Like yeah. Those are totally great. Locked yep. it down. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like are the most common misconceptions of what blackness is? With the understanding that we don't fucking know. It's like, it's not concrete, right? Uh, I feel like, you know, you ever heard that term where people are like, I'm going to pull your black card? Oh, yeah. 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 Pull your black card? Like somebody else does it for you? Yeah. 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 yeah it's a phrase. Yeah. Like, so like if, if you do, it's like, I'm going to put mayonnaise on this bologna sandwich. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> Daryl, I'm going to pull your black card. Like, <laughs> oh, like take it away. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like oh, you I are see. not acting within the acceptable behaviors for a black person. Therefore, right. I, me and the society of <laughs> black people are going to pull your black card. And it's wild because it's like self-stereotyping sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. I, I'm going to give an example. Um, I don't like Kool-Aid. Hate it. Oh, yeah. I hate oh, yeah. Kool-Aid. I have had people tell me they're going to pull my black card for that. It's like, but why? It's like, it's a stereotype that's been put upon black people, usually by white people. So, well, it, it uh, treats blackness as an aberration, not in an offensive way, but as a, well default is white yeah yeah and right. you're currently fortunate enough to be able to do a little bit of black stuff but don't let it slip so you gotta pass the black sat or else you get your card the taken black sat um, oh my god the black sat i i i completely identify with that i think at a point in my life i wanted to sort of deny my blackness and completely assimilate because Ooh, say more. why be, well so because i felt um, and it's like, I wasn't outwardly denying, but it was more like I was brushing it under the rug and not mm-hmm. addressing it mm-hmm. because I felt, um, in, in like my neighborhood and like the black people I was around at school and stuff weren't like treating me as if I was a member of their community mm, yeah. and, yeah. and, and the, the like white people that I was around were always talking about like oh ha but fried chicken though Ugh. and so and so Gross. i felt like without i felt like i did not have a sort of community to right. identify with right and that kind of drove me into like this place of like i just need to be devoid of oh, any yeah. any c- cultural background i can't like talk about how I, I guess I need to like listen to all this white people music and like I, I don't know like I remember going to middle school and it was the first time I uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before but when I went to middle school I had like before that only known black people mm-hmm. and was already feeling like uh, I was like made fun of for being a, a nerd and like talking white <laughs> and all that stuff um, you made fun of him being a nerd um, yeah that's crazy to me yeah no it's weird uh, I wouldn't have expected it and they came directly into my my Pokemon fan forum to tell me <laughs> to tell me so to tell me so yeah uh, but jokes on them they were a bunch of scrubs didn't know anything about Pokemon yeah it was weird they didn't know a thing about EV training <laughs> um, so lost 
I've never seen anybody shake their head harder than Erica just did. <laughs> yeah. Swivel around oh, like an owl. What, is that what that was? I thought that was another earthquake. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it took me a while to come back around to my own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you would now call black? Yeah, I definitely I, no I, didn't, I like identify as black with no qualifier. What is a qualifier? For, well, because I, it's like, like, oh, like well, I'm, the... well, I'm black, but like my mom's white. Or it's like, I'm black, sure. but like, Ew. but whatever. And I feel like people often do, people do that. people say that? I th- I, I've seen, yeah. Do you say that? I've done it my whole goddamn life, yeah. Why I've, do you feel the need to do that? So these days, I'm very fortunate to have... Uh, Interacted with a lot more people of color since I moved to the states. That was that was one of the major benefits of moving here, especially mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Yeah. But I, me and Jarvis actually have a really interesting contrast because you grew up in a town that was the Bay Area. Okay. Proportionally, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, to be totally honest, San Francisco is dramatically more diverse than where I grew up. Like that's yeah, he, how he, white I, it was. Yeah, okay. it was. It was very like we talked about this in a previous episode. Jordan was like the only black person. We we live in direct contrast. Yeah. You, yeah. you were uh, a guy like, that was criticized for being a little too white in an exclusively black environment and I was person criticized being a little too black in an exclusively white and, environment. And my hometown okay. was, uh, the environment I grew up in was exclusively black because of like redlining and like the de facto segregation in oh, the town. Oh, do we get to talk about redlining? Uh, we may Ooh, get there. Okay. We may get there, but um, anyway, Jordan, you were saying. But this was, again, largely the result of the fact that blackness, air quotes, was defined by how black American are you being? Like that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. All of the references and jokes were the same. It was like Kool-Aid, which is like not a thing you can buy in the US. Like, it's not even a reference to anything. Hey, yeah. you've been drinking grape soda? It was like, well, soda doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You mean pop or fizzy drink? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Um, fried chicken was hard to get. There's like a couple of stores and quite a few in London, but where I grew up, like, it was one chicken place. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. KFC. It was just the references pulled from American popular culture, mm-hmm. which a lot of references did, to be totally honest. But as a result, like, I have this strange personal guilt around self-identifying as a black person. I, I try to because I feel like the qualifiers are only harmful. Like, only negative things comes from me saying, like, I'm black, but, like, a bit. Just but a little bit. It's also, like, you're... F- <laughs> No one does like society doesn't do you any favors by not identifying as black. Like, you're still treated <laughs> like like people who are yeah. who are prejudiced are not going to be like, well, but, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, like, well, he's from a town of white people, so yeah. well, his mom is white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Barack probably Obama. gained some of her abilities, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of her inherent powers. Yeah, it's oh like it's like Barack, Barack Obama. Like for people who didn't claim Barack Obama because he was like, oh well, no, he's he's really just Hawaiian and he's just like half. Yeah. Uh, it, it, th- he had to, was now fighting a war on two fronts because right. other people were like, "Get this, like you know, guy out of here. Uh, he's unqualified. He's not from here. All of these things that are, if you read between the lines, uh, he's black and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's wrong, black. You aren't doing it right enough. Which was absolutely my experience, uh, particularly when I was after college. I feel like college sort of became this moment where, at the very least, there was enough, like liberal influence for people to not say the things but when i was i don't know 15 people would straight up say the n-word oh yeah straight up old-fashioned say the n-word as a joke and at the time where uh house parties I'd go to a house party in the UK amongst uh, my friends and people would just like throw it around so i i think i i have so many questions well i think if i were to like guess it would be because they uh, like they're so far from like 
they're so disconnected from what it means that they don't know they don't know it from anything other than a bad word yeah well they don't it, it, what it's treated as is like well i can say the c word cuz i'm with my friends what's the c word what's the c word yeah what is the c word cool <laughs> oh see you next tuesday Yes. Got it. Why, what's yeah, going yeah. On? See, yeah. <laughs> like, are you like planning a party or something? Yeah, we're gonna all gonna hang out and say rude words. Yeah. Um, like, I hope I can say ass. <laughs> That's my favorite rude word. Hey, everybody, bastard. <laughs> um, but I uh, bloody <laughs> bloody heck, I say. Uh, but yeah, a really common thing. I think honestly, what it came from largely is wanting to say the n word, or really just wanting to say any like offhanded joke about race to me or with me was well. From my perspective, as a pretty privileged white person from, like, the the middle of England where we're affluent and rich and comfortable, I think black America's pretty cool. I've seen him on TV. The Wire's fun. Yeah. I like rappers a lot. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could, like, somehow assimilate that culture. Yeah. Um, John, John, can I say this? Can I say this? Is that okay? I know you've never been to America, and you are half white, and you grew up in a white household, but... Can I say this word? And, that's and, and uh, everyone knows that you, as long as you ask permission yeah. <laughs> from a, yeah. a black it, person, you can say whatever the fuck you whatever. want. Have, you, have yeah. you discussed it with the council? <laughs> Could you contact Morgan Freeman and make sure you Are you set? still in possession of your black heart? They're like getting further and further away from you. You like cool cards, right? Like, uh, you like Kool-Aid? Like Samuel Jackson? You say it a lot. <laughs> that's what it was like a lot, a lot of the time. It was never that critical, which is it's kind of a privilege, I guess. Like uh, Outside of any like, bullying experiences, my friends would make the joke because it was like, Ah, we're like you. Come yeah. on, we're all the same group. Or even like music songs with the N word in it. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like you hit that moment where it's like, and my, and then you're just like looking at every white person in the room, like who's yo, gonna do it? Right. Let's use this forum of three to lock this shit down right now. You can't what say is it. The <laughs> you don't say it. You don't say it. You don't say it. You don't say it. It is the strangest. Wait, is shit cursing to me. allowed on your podcast? Oh, so I just said oh. the. Fu- I said. Fu- I just said the fuck. <laughs> I just said the fuck word. <laughs> Which one is that? It's the one with the uh, F. I'm not going to say it, you know. I'm not uh, not a ne'er-do-well. An N-word? Yeah. Or an N-word. That's the N-word we're talking about. I had a partner who used to, instead of saying that word, would say another. So my nother, like if someone in the song said the N-word, it'd be like my nother or this nother. That's so weird. That's a weird choice. Interesting. I appreciated it. I, no, no, no. I, I appreciate that they didn't go the yeah. length, the distance. Right. Um, but <laughs> they couldn't go the distance, yeah, unlike yeah. Hercules. <laughs> uh, unlike it's going for speed. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I prefer that to to saying it. I also prefer just like not using it. I I feel like English is so versatile that. You can just avoid whole word. I could decide to never say the word like for the rest of my life. I challenge you to do that for the no, next no, week. No, I, I can't. I mean, I would have to train under okay. the tutelage of the master. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sensei tells me it's possible. Yeah, my sensei, who speaks Japanese. <laughs> so he doesn't really use that word normally <laughs> because it is English. But but he says the N-word all the time. <laughs> it's not okay. So just avoid it. Like if... Use your best. I was gonna say use your best judgment and avoid it, but I'm telling you, your best option <laughs> is to, so far, is to avoid it. It's to not say it. Yeah. Listen, white people. This is three black people. 
telling you, don't say it. It's not okay. I don't care what your black friend told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I don't care that your black friend doesn't say anything when you said it. Really, they're thinking, <laughs> this motherfucker here, yeah. say it again. Because like, what are you supposed to do? It's right. like, uh, it's like that Donald Glover stand-up joke where he's at a he's the only black guy at like a Kanye concert in Texas and everybody's like saying the N-word and they're like what are you gonna do Donald <laughs> right. you're outnumbered it's like you, you, that's basically like right you or don't, you're, you're in the position where you sorry to interrupt no no, um, no you end up in the position where either you say tell your friend um that they can't say that word or you lose a friend because you tell them you can't say that and they completely like flip their shit yeah yeah, yeah. and you have lost a friend yeah and there are people who just like don't have enough friends to lose a friend yeah so they just like suck it up and, yeah, like, yeah yeah and i can i can see i can somewhat understand why somebody would want to compromise on it and i have many times especially when i was younger and, and yeah. even in my college oh i absolutely have the space of like yeah. I, I have friends right now that do it and it's because it, it, it's come up and i've and i've addressed it and it's changed since i assume i don't mm-hmm. know but a lot of the time it just comes from this place of okay well you're not being malicious you're just being not considering the implications. No, they're being assholes. If you ask them yeah, not yeah. to say I mean, it, if you ask them, they know, stop. If you ask, I, I think. Have I you think asked them? In this case, it's yes, and it's no, stopped. no, no. Yeah, okay. So he's saying that he's asked them since, and it stopped. Mm-hmm. But in the, before he had told them it was wrong, they yeah. probably knew that it was bad, but they didn't. It's it's just a value proposition. I think that's the issue. Is that we? It's so easy. We just go no. Of course, that's not a thing you can do. But for some people, for whatever reason, it is a conflict. And if somebody's willing to change after addressing the conflict, thumbs up. You you changed. You evolved. Granddad stopped saying colored. Great. Good job, Granddad. Oh my god. I don't Did necessarily really begrudge you. Uh, not with my Granddad. Okay. But with members of whoa. I have Aww. had members of uh, uh, not necessarily my family, but close friends to my family use the word colored. Can I tell a story about that? Yes. Oh, hit me up. Okay, so I. Um, grew up for for a lot of my time in Alaska military kid backstory on me so I've been a lot of places but we spent a long time in Alaska there's a point in time where um my family wanted to get a bigger house um we were renting a house and my sister and I were like teenagers and we were sharing a room and like my sister and I are very very different people um and uh my parents wanted to get separate rooms so we were looking at houses that had a room for each of us we are looking at this house and it's lovely. Like there is enough rooms for everybody. Great backyard. There is a hole upstairs that literally is just a big open floor plan. Like I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh my god, the parties we go we will have in this right, space, right? right? And there's a hot tub in the corner of that space. Oh my like, goodness! Come on, That's right? Ridiculous. And so I'm You're sure. You're Kanye's. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Kanye has a place in Alaska. It was um, Calabasas, <laughs> Alaska. It was Drake's, Drake's house. So we, um, we're like all, everybody is stoked about the house. And like the guy who is selling the house happens to be next door the day we're looking at it. And he says to us, oh yeah, the place is great. You love the house. And we're on board and we're on board. And he's like, yeah, and there's a nice colored family that oh. lives down the street. Oh, oh. Oh, and, the, and the entire family dissolved. <laughs> we, we, we melted and went into a sewer grate. Or we all just like got the look. You know, look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you address it? No, we just didn't get the house. What I find interesting about that is actually follow up question about being a military kid. Uh huh. I assume you moved around a lot. That's Did. one of the, yeah. the, the trade ins. Yep. What was your worst blackness cultural experience? environment like what was the worst state place city whatever that you lived in where people were rude about my blackness yeah, or alaska. Or alaska 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 sure. easily 
the end period i remember when we moved to alaska um i was 10 years old i was in fifth grade and first day of school i walk into school and this asian girl says to me your hair can't do what our hair does jesus and i was like the fuck i just want to come here and like meet new friends yeah, and I'm read just, books i'm just reading my social studies textbook <laughs> right and now it's like why are we talking about our hair stats Yo. <laughs> my hair has a plus two to flexibility your uh, hair is resistance against poison damage <laughs> yeah it's just like how did we get here it's like we're not even it was now, out of it, nowhere like i remember is it possible that her hair had very specific powers yeah. <laughs> she was I just mean, is it possible you? that she was, was like wearing 90s. a wig and like really insecure about her own hair it was like i need to put someone down this second two different songs what no just keep going for the remainder of the episode trap keeper is a thing that is a product of some kind you were talking earlier about how you just didn't know these like American cultural touch points and Trapper Keepers Apparently. are another one that you had no idea. a big one. And guess what? Still don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yet to receive a decent description of what the fuck a Trapper um, Keeper is. Well, idiot, folder, they folder. keep traps. <laughs> Duh. Oh, shit. I, the number of times that I've woken up unable to find my traps. Yeah. Uh, and, How do I defend my castle today? Yeah, and you just put him in a trapper keeper. Jesus, how many times do I have to tell you? Well, a trapper is actually the person that set up sets up the traps, so the, the trapper keeper is filled oh, with it's, people. It's, that right. set up it's, the it's a it's a human sized guitar case where you keep Igor, <laughs> the guy who sets up your traps. So I think that a good note for us to end on is to talk about the importance of representation. A lot of our discussion around blackness is this experience that is lived, that we live through, that other people... We don't live up to stereotypes that people assume blackness to be. Yeah. Right. And, and those stereotypes are super harmful, which is why it's so important to have more like public depictions in arts and media of you know people like Jordan that don't include Kool-Aid or, like, rapping. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, I think that the issue and the thing that can be so challenging about trying to find more nuanced representation is that the human brain tends to trend toward trends, right? Right. Like, if I can find signifiers that I can tie together, ah, black man, dangerous. Well, he oh. looks like LeBron James, so he <laughs> plays basketball, right? The number of fucking times I've been asked by the school also, because I'm, I'm fairly tall, I'm like 6'3", not necessarily right. basketball tier, right. but very tall. The number of times they would ask me to play basketball. And normally schools can't talk, but <laughs> the school would strangely, me up the with, school would say, hello, Jordan, please play on the basketball team. It would roll team. up it, uh, the, the sports field into a single limb, lift me into the sky and teach me. Yeah, yeah, they would dine a jersey on your back. <laughs> uh, the number of times somebody would ask me, hey, do you play football? Oh, are you interested? Maybe uh, do some basketball, eh? I ended up playing basketball. I'm yeah. really unathletic. I really I hated it. I was always a dork. Yeah. There was nothing about me that screamed basketball <laughs> Every, outside of the obvious. Every like, black uncle that I interfaced with it was like, you playing ball, boy? And I was like, uh, no, I can't really. No, sorry. Are these no, I did, I did play. I did play basketball. Any black uncle? I played basketball, but I always, I was always like a stocky kid. Sure. So I got asked if I like played football. Because I it was cannot like, picture you, you look a little stocky. fat. 
Say what? Oh God, you being stocky, I can't picture. Oh, it. I used to weigh sixty pounds more than I. I need do. yearbook photos and immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to be a three foot five, six hundred pound man, <laughs> perfectly circular. Yeah, I was, just, I was just an orb of a boy. <laughs> they asked me if I was a basketball. Head. <laughs> I was, I was football head. <laughs> I was Hey Arnold himself. Hey Jarvis. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, no, I, I always because of my like body type, they were like a mm, little overweight. You probably play football and i'm like nope just fat <laughs> just Yu-Gi-Oh for me thank you yeah, yeah, yeah just a pokemon forum for me thank you very much always back to the pokemon forum yeah no i ended up playing basketball because i was tall and a black girl and i always disappointed my coach always he just <laughs> he just assumed i would be better i'm just like no i'm channeling it I, yeah i am yeah. both unable to play basketball or play the bass and i mean yeah. i'm decent at basketball but it wasn't my passion it never was but i was like oh black girl who's tall she plays basketball sure. obviously yeah, obviously Where in the world was this? alaska of course oh, classic. yeah Classa, alaska. you know there's a point in time where i was the tallest girl playing basketball in the state and that was a fun time what whoa yeah. that's awesome yeah that's cool you were able to command the other girls to do whatever you want oh, i assume um yeah that was the whole my Your whole job royalty. yeah yeah i was Craig. Yeah. So, oh my god <laughs> Craig yeah, Craig the, the building royalty But yeah. yeah Representation Totally important um, I often When I give talks Because I do that a lot Yes you do um, I ask people um, Sort of in the smaller ones Like where did you get Your picture of blackness from Right mm. Like because people Have ideas about blackness Right yeah. And But there are a lot of people In the US Like I think the st- statistics I can say words The statistics show That most white people don't have a black friend. The most. Ma- most. The Gosh. majority of, because there are a lot of places, thank you, redlining, yeah. where black people don't live because we weren't allowed to live. And so we just flocked to the places we were allowed to live. Uh, yeah. So the result red- is, oh, go ahead. I was just going to define redlining, which was this, um, which was this practice that was done. <laughs> That was done after like the civil rights era, I think. Right. Where, um, well, it was before the civil bef- rights bef- era. Before, so sort so, of after Jim Crow, kind of in. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, it was like, mm, black people, you have a lot more freedom now, but like, I don't want to see you. So uh, all all of the like white owned building developments, or a lot of them, were, would not allow black clientele. It right. actually is a little more sinister than that. Ooh. So the government. The oh. the actual United States government partnered with like loan companies. Oh yeah, and said the areas in these red lines are considered lesser, right? Yeah, like they they are they are a bigger credit risk, and so you don't give them loans to buy homes. Those tended to be the areas that were like black populated. And so what happens is that you have in times of like economic boom and mm-hmm. property boom for like metropolitan areas, all of the. Uh, all of the fun, exciting stuff was happening in these like white owned areas where like no black people could benefit from like their property increasing in value. And that happens over generations and kind of keeps black people like economically disadvantaged. And then you couple that with white flight. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't? Maybe. Oh, so white flight is a thing where uh, post redlining, when redlining was like, oh, God, no, the government can't say black people can't get loans. It's terrible. Right. Right. Uh, Post redlining, uh, black people would end up getting loans, buy homes in like white suburbs and white people would run the fuck away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Literally, like the minute like black people ended up living in a neighborhood. People were like, oh my God, my property value is going to drop. There goes yeah. the neighborhood. It, literally yeah. that. Yeah. My property value is going to drop. 
I'm running away. I'm running to some other place. And that was what white flight was. You know what fucking sucks too? Is that they weren't wrong. <laughs> like their property value probably would go down because other terrible people were yeah. the ones that would buy their yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's in it. And so that kind of stuff has kept like these communities separated. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so the result is that white people don't end up living around black people. It, it, it really kind of makes sense. And, and the issue is, I think what happens most frequently is that I have this huge guilt complex about the fact that I'm really not that educated when it comes to civil rights, especially in the States. I really don't oh, know how should... that operates. But I have a broad scale understanding, but nothing Do you want to know? Uh, I've learned quite a bit in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, here's, here's the thing, right? Like, is that... Is that coming from an insecurity about your own blackness? Yeah. Because it's like, is it like in order to be black in America? I know I'm imported. I know I've lived in this country for three years. Like you've, <laughs> or you've lived here for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly it's like right. you've lived in this country for three years and, and now you already feel like you need to upload all of black history like, to your brain I, well, like, in this country. I have to validate my status. And bizarrely, is also a thing I felt when I lived in the UK. People would make the joke like, hey, there's my guy, fried chicken, Kool-Aid, grape soda references to Chris Rock. And then I would be like, I... Want to dribble my basketball? <laughs> I, haha, I get it. I'm in on the joke and I'm going to escalate. But in retrospect, I know fucking shit. I knew all the same references that they did. I, I was making the grape soda reference because that's the only thing I knew about black oh, I When I was in middle school, I would be like, Haha, yeah, fried chicken, yuck, yuck. Because I didn't know how to how to make it like not uncomfortable for me. And this is exactly why broader representation matters. And yeah. I don't necessarily mean only in the spheres of media that already exist. Like, hey, we, you know, movies like Black Panther are important for that reason, but it's not the only avenue that can give additional exposure. Right. I think the most important environments, maybe you'll agree, are things that the two of you do. Doing talks in environments that are, I assume, at least largely white, right? Yeah. Like, a, like you, you do talks in the tech scene. Which I mentioned. do, yeah. Which, I don't know, does people know this? Uh, the tech scene's actually pretty white. Yeah, pretty white. I don't think anybody knows. Mm. I, I think Interesting. I was saying I didn't know anything about uh, culture, but I'm pretty smart because I was able to figure that out. <laughs> wow. Uh, and Jarvis, you make YouTube videos. And YouTube videos consumed by a, a wide swath of people, but your particular subgenre is tech and tech culture, at least in part, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely like a pillar of the, the content. Well, and like the normalization it, 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 of those two things, though, getting up on stage, get, doing a talk or running a panel, it, which is it, it, the default version of that in my brain is white right. and having a YouTube channel and talking about things that are not explicitly tied to race is very white to me. We are uniquely placed to sort of raise the profile of people of color who are creators, right? Because we yes. like representation, right? We very few comics for example, I see, unless I specifically go to find them, feature people of color. Right. Comics right. like web comics? Web comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very little of the art I see online uh, features people of color, unless I explicitly go to find it, right? Sure. So, like, and yes. I think that, like, it is the onus is on us and everybody to try to do that, to try to, like, increase the representation of all the creators. Yeah. Especially people of color. I, I, Completely agree. I think that it's so important to be able to see, even like we, we talked about the benefits of representation from an external like standpoint, but as a, a black person, I had so many misconceptions about my own aptitude and mm -hmm. potential as a person because Ugh. of the lack of yes. examples. Yeah. What's your frame of so reference? True. Right, yes. right. And so and if it weren't for so many people 
advocating for me and helping me realize like the opportunities that I could have. Right. I would not be where I am. And so one of the things that I want to do simply by showing my face and doing what I already cared about doing is and just trying to support and elevate the uh, the voices um, and stories of people who are traditionally underrepresented right. is is say, hey, looky over here, like I can show you a picture of uh, quote unquote like this this you know storied success in 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 tech and guess what I did it while black mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and that like to me. It's my own experience, so it doesn't feel like anything new this right. is, or interesting. See, this is the problem that I have, and I want to hear the two of you's perspective on this. Maybe this is a nice way to close out. Okay. Because I really struggle to treat anything I do as anything but, like, uh, uh, the alternative. Like right? an anomaly? Like, hey, he's, yeah, but he's, like, mixed race, not yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. black. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. like, an immigrant. He's from Whatever. England. Like, it's like, at what point... Maybe a nice way to close out the show would be for each of us to go around and throw out a piece of advice. Advice with a lot of salt, many, many grains of salt, a big right, old rock just a big salt. old... Because what do we fucking know? Cylinder of Morton salt. <laughs> just a big, big old chunk of... I prefer the pink Himalayan salt. I'm oh, saying. I don't even know what that is because I'm not cultured. I'm just a boy who likes poop jokes. A little poop <laughs> boy. And Pokemon forms. <laughs> I'm a pokey poop boy. I um, like fart jokes. But yeah, if we go around and with a big old grain of salt, I'll take table. Um, we each identify what we would advise to people in similar situations as we were in our youth. Or, or it sounds like we're all well, gravitating towards our youth. Yeah. Um, for, we often speak to our younger selves here on Sad Boys. Oh and let's say that these younger selves exist today and have the same accessibility online that we did. We're in therapy what now. Would you, oh, this show is just therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, these are like things I do in therapy where I have to talk to my younger self. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Do we publish these? This podcast? Yeah. No. Thank God. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, here are some really edgy opinions I have on race. Um, there shouldn't be finish lines. <laughs> I just pulled down a slideshow. <laughs> you- <laughs> yeah, let's go around and each identify things that we think our younger selves or people similar to our younger selves could do to find better representation or maybe even educate friends that are saying weird shit like just straight up the N-word or saying colored or referencing grape soda like what's a way that either you can comfortably educate those people or find places to educate yourself so i think one thing is just to pay attention um to creators and people who are putting things out into the world who have a different perspective than than you have absolutely um i i think that that is true regardless of like what your background is we can all you know try to to expand our expand our expand our viewpoints the the second thing that i would say is in my personal experience i've dealt with a lot of pure ignorance and i mean that not actually in a negative connotation i mean that in like purely someone does not know the impact that their words or actions have and the that situation is largely different from someone actively disliking, uh, you know, a person because of their race or, or what have you, or actively thinking that that person is lesser. Um, and in those cases of ignorance, explaining where you are coming from in an appeal to emotion, and it sucks that we have to, I, I will just call out that it sucks that that labor has to fall on you. Or yeah, that the, labor the burden had to fall, is yours. The, the burden is yours. But if you, if you can say, hey, this is hurtful to me because 
I had had this experience in my life and I come from this community and it is actually like just broadly offensive to to engage in so and so behavior or or and, and try not to say it hurts my feelings because like it's more it's more it's bigger than that right you, well you don't want to isolate it right you don't want to isolate it's you want easy to, say, to invalidate somebody getting their feelings hurt yeah and, and maybe just call out hey a lot of people do this and they think it's okay but it's not okay and here's why and like we can still be friends because I think this was not coming from a place of malice but like please know this information now yeah. I impart it on you I it's that's a slippery slope and use your mileage may vary but uh I personally like don't know how to educate those people who had like gone their whole lives with that ignorance sure. without making a personal appeal. I don't know if you have a different like perspective, Erica. Now, Erica, you talk directly to younger Erica and I will be younger Erica. No, that's weird. What did she, what's like some traits she had that I younger can Younger Erica was, had different hair. Hey. And so this would be weird. Hey, what's up? Um, I think I'm, I would I'm terrible at basketball <laughs> and I like to read books in the corner and also in the shower. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was me. Um, I think I would tell younger Erica to push back on people who like tried to put her into the stereotype boxes. Mm. Right. Fuck yeah. Younger Erica. Yeah. yeah I, I, like I don't that. know. Like, I don't know. Younger Erica had a lot of questions. Older Erica has a lot of fight. Yeah. Um, I like that. So I would tell younger Erica, just like if someone says, oh, like to the girl who said, oh, your hair can't do what our hair does. I mean, we can name drop. It's Catherine. (laughs) It did start with a C. (gasps) Catherine. T-L extra C's. (laughs) Arbitrary C's. Arbitrary C's. I I will name her. It's like, okay, Cindy, what do you mean by that? Just like get Cindy to like say more about what she was saying. Like, what do you mean by my hair can't do what your hair does? Say more. And just like, this is the thing I do now as older Erica. I like when someone says something fucked up, I'm just like, say more. We'll force them Continue to Continue digging it. your hole. Exactly. Please <laughs> keep digging your hole. Please keep going. I see you've picked up the spade. Right. Or if someone uh, presents me with a stereotype and wants me to behave in that way, just like, why do you believe I should think I, I should act like that? Like, what makes you think that this is how I should act? How do you know what black people should be? Right. Mm-hmm. And just like keep pushing at it and digging until they yeah. reveal that they actually don't know. Yeah. And they walk away feeling not yeah. so smart. And it's not OK to touch our hair. Oh, my gosh. Yo, how many times have you, have you had to do the dodge? Oh, oh, I was so like, um, like beaten down that i didn't even dodge oh. i was just like whatever yeah dude the fucking the, the kid was a broken horse like, yeah, you yeah, could, yeah you could touch my hair anytime and i was part of the meme like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just I'm so, so sorry but it just it just like if you think it, it psychologically makes sense it's like what am i supposed to do in this situation i don't have the like i don't have the fight in me right and i don't even know what i would be fighting for i'm like i there's just this weird thing about me where everybody wants to touch my hair it's so othering. Oh, absolutely. That like led me to be so. I didn't know. I wasn't woke back then. <laughs> so I was dead asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I think one of the things that led to me being so 
strangely accepting of that really fucked up behavior when I was younger was the fact that, I mean, what's the one thing you want when you're a 15 year old kid? Validation. Oh, you want validation external validation from yeah. your peers. You don't yes. care about your parents. You don't care about kids younger than you. You want exactly your age telling you that you're fucking nailing it. Yeah. You're a jock. You scored the winning touchdown. Yes, Steve, you did it. Or like <laughs> you're you're a nerd and you're just so good at Magic the Gathering. It's like, yes, you did it. Like, yeah. And then you're me. And you're like, um, I don't really have any hobbies. <laughs> how yeah. do I how do I be a valid human being? And I just go into a blank room and <laughs> keep my eyes open through the night. <laughs> you. You didn't know me back then. How'd you yeah. know about that? Um, <laughs> but then people would come up to me and be like, hey, in in as subtle a way as they may have, you're the black guy. Yeah. And I would go, yes, an identity, a tone. I am a black man. <laughs> that's, that's my role. That's my path to acceptance. Yeah. If I just like sort of... It, 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 which is like the shittiest thing in the world because it's like, what am I, your circus animal? Like, uh, yeah. and yeah. this is the black guy. And whenever we say he does an Eddie Murphy impression, <laughs> oh my god, um, it's some of the raw material, not really that acceptable these days. We are nine, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the thing that I would say to younger Jordan would actually be kind of the the inverse version of what Erica was saying. Mm-hmm. I would both say the thing you were saying, but also this, which is that interrogate what other people are saying right. but also interrogate your own assumption uh, about your own sense because yeah. I spent far too much of my childhood telling myself I think I am the black guy hmm. I think I am actually I do need to do these things and maybe if I do get into basketball that will make me more valid that will make me more cool that will make me a fuller version of the Jordan people keep telling me that I am yeah and it's it's, it's completely acceptable to spend a little bit of time saying well do you actually enjoy basketball is this yeah. just a thing you're pursuing because you think other people will consider it a validating factor? I think that was fucking boring. It seems fine. I just don't get it. Like, it's okay that I don't get it. Right. Yeah. And I, that doesn't devalidate how black I am. Can I ask a really sort of personal probing question? No. Okay. I won't. <laughs> this on. isn't the show for that. No, please, Sorry. Please. Um, of course. How much of that is still in you? The uh, hesitation? No, not the hesitation. The I am the black guy and that's my personality. Oh, um, I think I've gone too far the other direction. I'd say uh, minus 20%. Yeah. Now I'm stuck in this place as we reference. Like, I think I'm, I'm like the white black guy. I'm the white guy. I feel like the whitest person in this room right now. You know what but I mean? You're you're just Jordan. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the mindset that I get stuck in. Isn't that how, isn't that so fucked up? How we have to think of ourselves in those terms? Like, yeah. I am, yeah. I'm the yeah. whitest black guy in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's, the least black in the room. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. What does that even no, mean? Yeah, like, 100%. but it, I don't even blame you for thinking like that because, like, that's what society has conditioned us to. Like, oh yeah, measure ourselves. I like the way that you put it earlier, and that like blackness is. Nine tenths self identity. Of the law. Three fifths of the law? Moving on. Oh. oh. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later, Jordan. In Black <laughs> History Lesson, three fifths compromise. Yeah. New podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the, the best way to go. But, but internal and external interrogation. Yeah. Because I think the assumption you especially have when you're a teen is like, well, if I question these setups that people are telling me that I am and are telling me that I should be, I might break it. Yeah, and oh, I yeah. fuck everything up when really you're going to feel a lot more validated if you understand what you want to be and are that yeah one thing that I would also add for for younger Jarvis is not to let not to let the rejection that you feel from your own community allow you to like shun 
your background entirely. Mm. Mm. Like, cause I did not feel even despite the fact that like, I only knew black people, I didn't feel accepted by black people. And so I was like, well, this isn't a place for me. This isn't like yeah. a place where I feel oh, accepted. Man. I feel that today. Like today here or? Oh, not today. Not, oh, okay, not here, okay. but like in general today. Like yeah. that, that's still a thing where people still think I'm not black enough. Yeah. And it's just it's never like, going. I, you, it's so hard because ultimately we want to belong. Mm-hmm. And if you just feel bounced around where like over here, I'm not black enough over here. I'm too black. Uh, then it's like, well, what am I? Where do I belong? And then you it just like is like what how do i how do i find like what do i find and i think that i've more one thing that's been really interesting for me is uh that struggle is one of common of people of mixed race and since i learning that i am like half black and half white i've found uh well npr's code switch is a great podcast but really there, there's uh there, that was an ad yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're finally sponsored. Jonas oh, just got Venmoed. I didn't hear Jordan do a thing yet. Anyway, go ahead. But um, I haven't heard Jordan do a thing for this whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do a backflip. So, <laughs> so um, but just like learning that there is a community of mixed race people that are just like have this experience of like not belong, feeling like they belong in either of their yeah. culture. Like that's wild to me that that exists. And as I've gone on in the world, I've I've felt the ability to. Um, claim my my blackness mm-hmm. um, in a way that is empowering to me now. Sure. But that took a lot of it was a whole it was a whole journey. So I think um, trying not to lean all the way out uh, uh, yeah. is is maybe some advice I'd give to my younger self. Well, bear yeah. in mind that regardless of who you are, or, and again, I like blackness as a binary, not a gradient. I think I think of it as a gradient far too often. Like mm. I've got a bit of blackness, so I can reference this, but I can never say the N word. That like that kind of mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bear in mind that whatever you are is is you nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're killing it. Whatever wherever you sit and whatever your beliefs are around your own personal identity is correct. Yeah, by default. absolutely. Yeah, you can't like be the wrong amount of black. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. do believe it's a gradient and you feel like a six, then you're a six. That's the only thing contributing to whether or not you are it's, black. Yeah, it's whatever. It, yeah, you are whatever you want to be in such a, in a weird way. And if it gives you some comfort to identify partially as white, like I, I consider my cultural background to be heavily white mm-hmm. and I cherish that. I don't think it's a negative thing. I, I, I loved my childhood and I love a lot of the things that I learned through the environment that I lived in. But I also criticize it for being so, so non-diverse. Right. And those things can live in harmony. They don't have to be this weird conflict where I'm like, I, was I a complete human? Am I, I have to choose a side. Yeah. Sith or <laughs> Jedi. It, it's like Ooh. if you... <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> if, 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 you, <laughs> yeah. if you were, if you grew up in a if you grew up in Hawaii and you don't have the same like racial background as the people you grew up around, but you grew up in like a community that you like identify with and that community identifies with you. Like, I don't want to take that away from somebody based on, I mean, say for the rich, rich is all clause. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like living in a world where we're like taking away people's identities because they don't fit into our box of what it means to, to have that identity, which is like where like the black card comes from. It's like, there's a membership, it's a club, (laughs) there are rules. Um, You can't fall out of being white. Yeah. 
You just are. It's the unfortunate consequence of not having a black card. Well, then we get into like, what is whiteness? Episode two. two. Yeah. To wrap up, I want to give a big shout out to my boy, Andre. I feel like we really connected this episode. Andre, thanks so much for uh, <laughs> thanks, being the Andre. first pen pal. And for saying the bar so fucking high, Andre. Keep it sad. Shit, keep it sad. That's staying around. Erica, yes. can you assign some homework to our listeners? For I absolutely week? can. Um, read The Warmth of Other Suns. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. This is like real homework. This is real homework. I don't know what the, the parameters no, I, of the homework assignment is. I like that. Is. I, I, I will read The Our Warmth art. of Other Suns. Yeah. The Warmth um, of Other Suns. Yeah, it is about the Great Migration, uh, the movement of people, uh, black people from the Jim Crow South to other parts of, Amer- of America. So this is how we have cities like Detroit that are predominantly black and Oakland that have a lot of black representation. It's the Great Migration because people are trying to get away from Jim Crow South and move into other parts of the United States where uh, they could have more opportunities. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to buy that book today we need to do a hundred five-star itunes reviews yeah (laughs) and i believe you you said this to me before the show started Mm -hmm. if people tweet the receipt at you you'll pay for it (laughs) i will buy five you will buy five five kindle copies i've done this before i'm happy to buy five kindle copies (laughs) of other other sons can i have four no because you only need one um But if people want to tweet at me and be like, I heard you on the Sad Boys and I want a copy of The Warmth of Other Suns, I will send them like a Kindle copy. That's so awesome. Damn. For those who are waiting for your physical copy to arrive of The Warmth of Other Suns, a little tiny homework for you is maybe share with us your journey in finding your own identity because yeah we oh we get deep on our homework my homework was not good enough bearing in mind bearing in mind that there is no wrong story there's no wrong story the thing you send is perfect whatever it is and and uh we please let us know if we can um feature your your message uh in pen pals um or send us any messages for pen pals. The DMs are open. The email is open. You can send us an audio message like Andre. Uh, we just want to hear from you. Yes, let's do it. We want more pen pals. So let's wrap up the show. This has been the Sad Boys. My least favorite guy. My name. <laughs> I hate this guy. So <laughs> this is uh, Thank you for having me, Sad Boys. It's fantastic. Thanks so much, Erica, for joining us. You really set the bar. Um, you made us better. Uh, no. You made us it's laugh. You made us cry. Um, you, you made, made me cry more so than anyone. You were pinching well, me the yeah. entire show. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you made right Jordan there. connect with the, the royalty that resides over his building. <laughs> Who is, if I mean, if his name isn't Craig, it will be. It's His name is Stan. It's Stan Lee. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Yes. MCU's The Stan Lee yeah. owns my building. Erica, totally. thanks for helping me figure that out and for being the guest on the show. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Erica, where can people find you online? Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, I my gosh. Don't find me online. Kidding. Um, you can find me at ericabaker.com. It's E-R-I-C-A-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or I'm on Twitter at Erica Joy, E-R-I-C-A-J-O-Y. And I'm all over the internet. I have several handles online if you can figure out what my old ones were you're very good oh that's a fun ARG (laughs) if you can figure out what all of them are they get your accounts piece piece together the history (laughs) Jordan where can we find you on the internet Uh, um, you can find me online okay and done Jarvis where can we find you on the internet Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jarvis and elsewhere 
not as that. Uh, I'm Magic Jarvis on Instagram and Jarvis Johnson on YouTube. I'm working on consolidating the brand, everybody. <laughs> uh, one day you will just be Jay. One day, one day. I'm trying just to work on being the the biggest Jarvis Johnson right now. Do you know someone has EricaJoy.com? I'm really into wow. this one. It's a terrible website. Sorry, EricaJoy.com. <laughs> Where you are? Holy crap. That website is not good. Um, do better, Erica. Not you. I mean, me always. All Ericas do better. do better. Every Erica do better. And I it's because us. we believe in you. Yes, we totally. believe in all Ericas. Um, as is customary on Sad Boys, we like to end it with a certain phrase. We, we love, love you. And we're sorry. Boom! Keep it sad! Keep it sad. Woo!